0: The following podcast contains spoilers and words like "piss," "shit," and "f". We watch the thing. We watch the thing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your favourite podcast. We watch a thing. This week, I'm joined by a bloke from my favourite podcast, Movie Reviews and Twenty Qs. It's our very good friend Sam Hurley. How you doing, mate?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be back, Billy. Can't wait to talk about this uh, amazing, amazing, amazing oh. film that we've got to discuss.
0: It's been a roller coaster to get here because I had this on my schedule, then I took it off, then you messaged me at the start of the year and said, you and I are talking Morbius together. And I said, are we? Okay, I guess.
1: <laughs> You've got to stop fucking and then, re- listening to my texts when I'm drunk, Billy. I don't and, trust any of and, this stuff, man. I don't remember and, saying and
0: this. And then you tried to back out of it. <laughs> of course I, <laughs> I did. I, I bought a ticket, went to see it, and then you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to see it anymore.
1: <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to PayPal me the money, Billy. You did say that you were going to send me PayPal money to pay for a ticket, so I'm, I'm still I, looking I forward to that.
0: I did, And then as soon as you walked out of the cinema, you messaged me saying, can we record right now? I can't wait to talk about this movie. Yes! <laughs> I wanted to get it out, because I knew that as soon as I walked out of this film, I was going to flush it
1: away with much higher quality cinema.
0: You know? I mean, before we get into it, firstly, I just have to say, mate, congratulations on the big 200 uh, last week.
1: Oh, my weight in kilograms, yes, so I've made it, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good, pretty happy. Oh, no, yeah, our podcast, yep, we we hit 200 episodes, it's been a long, long time coming, we've had some breaks, we've had, uh, yeah, well, you, you know, you've recorded a couple of episodes, you know the amount of effort and time and uh, all that sort yeah. of stuff that goes into it, so to get to 200 episodes and to not be killing each other was uh, pretty good. <laughs>
0: It's a big achievement, mate. You hit the 200 before we did, technically, because we sailed right past that. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> true. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: We, we will get to Lord of the Rings at some point. Speaking of which, I guess a little bit of an announcement. Topher and I had obviously planned and spoken about doing our month of willy picks in May, checking out all of uh, Bruce Willis's direct DVD releases from last year, um, all eight of them. Obviously with the recent news about Bruce Willis We just feel like that's a little bit in poor taste So we will be skipping that But we'll be back with a marathon later in the year for sure
1: I love the woolly picks I love how I thought to myself There's literally, is it Bruce Willis? Is it Will Smith? There's no one good that he could possibly pick right now yeah.
0: <laughs> I know that's, I said that to Topher when I messaged him after I was like well I guess we can't do Bruce Willis anymore But maybe we could just pivot and do Will Smith movies womp, womp. <laughs> But we're not here to talk about Will Smith or Bruce Willis this week, mate. We're here to talk about an MCU movie. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Morbius is a 2022 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character Morbius the Living Vampire. It's produced by Columbia Pictures in association with Marvel, and it's distributed by Sony. It's the third film in Sony's Spider-Man universe. It's directed by Daniel Espinosa and written by Matt Sazima and Burke Sharpless. And it stars Jared Leto, Matt Smith, Adria Arjona, Jared Harris, Al Madrigal, and Tyrese Gibson. And what is it about, Sam?
1: Jared Leto plays Michael Morbius, uh, a Doctor who has a rare blood disorder and um, he's basically trying to find a cure for himself before he dies and for his best friend. And uh, as a result, he creates this uh, wonderful serum that he uses to treat himself, but unfortunately has rampant side effects in which it turns him, to, turns him into a vampiric blood creature that can that he, he basically needs to feed on blood to survive.
0: Right? That. Yeah. Yeah, that covers it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So let's let's get straight into this then. Obviously, you're, you're a Marvel fan. You're a Marvel nerd. Are you a fan of the Morbius comics? Have you read any of the runs?
1: I'm going to say this, that uh, controversial opinion, I've never been a fan of Spider-Man. He, for me, is, oh, right. is one of my least favorite Marvel characters. I never really related to him. He's not- Yeah, that's
0: interesting. Yeah, Because he was always my go-to, like, because I used to be a massive comics collector, and then it just it got too expensive, you know, because every run is then tied into each other, and you got to- by like a million different books each week so yeah but yeah spider-man was the one that i held on to the longest so
1: oh wow well, yeah he's never he's never really done it for me really per se it was more like x-men and you know a little bit of the avengers and stuff like that like they had a few other favorite characters daredevil and punisher were yeah, they're the penultimates but well they're the ultimates. But the um yeah, so I was familiar with Morbius as the idea of him like a living vampire. I never read any of his runs. It's funny you're talking about comic book collecting because his uh debut was Amazing Spider-Man 101, and the values of that about a month ago were about three times what they are now. So that's yeah, right. <laughs> that sort of shows yeah. you how comic book industry <laughs> operates. Where everybody buys the book ahead of the uh ahead of the ahead of the release, and um yeah. On the flip side, Werewolf by Nights, which is the very First appearance of Moon Knight has astronomically gone through the roof in terms of the value. So, sort of <laughs> sort of shows you the ebbs and flows of the of Marvel characters.
0: But okay, so before when I said this was an MCU movie, you said no, it's not. Let's can we talk about that for a minute before we get into this? Then obviously, because this is I why you've was... got me
1: here, right? The Marvel <laughs> expert to come and dish out information. Yes, I know. Well, w-
0: we didn't. We didn't really get to talk. Uh, Venom, let there be carnage together. But I was shocked when that film had its end credits scene. That for some random reason to me, decided to tie into the MCU, which which I thought that that was then leading up to Venom appearing in No Way Home, which he didn't. It was just. A, it was yeah. a really weird out of the. And I felt the same here. I. I i didn't understand it happening there and for some reason i didn't expect it to happen here but then it did do you i mean what do you what do you make of those tie-ins if you don't think that this is considered mcu For,
1: for me the mcu is anything that's been directly created by marvel and solely by marvel so it's kind of like sony basically have shotgun and quarterbacked the entire of this right like sony have yep. made this film as sony writers uh it's you know it, yes there are like a little bit of tie-ins but was it purely mcu i don't really think so so yeah, okay. and interestingly they actually had a lot of times like they had uh adrian Toomb's aka okay, vulture played by michael keaton actually he yeah. was going to be more of a major character in this they actually scrapped a lot of scenes that he was in that was supposed yeah, to be right. peppered throughout the film there was even a shot of spider-man on the wall of a building that was in the trailer they took that out as well so it's, it's kind of yeah. bizarre and that i if, if i feel like if kevin feige is running it as part of the mcu um yeah, something like this. Yes, it's loosely tied to it, but I. St- it's not really, you know, like they're trying to create this idea that this is an alternate universe that there is no Spider-Man in this universe. Although, yeah, although uh, which makes no sense. Like, yeah, we can talk it about. Makes zero let's, sense. let's talk about yeah, we'll, the we'll
0: post-credits <laughs> before we even get to. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there at the end. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I'll just leave it at that. Like it, the post-credit scenes makes no sense. So. Yeah. For me, yeah. like well, from a pure perspective, not technically MCU, little bit. Yeah. I mean, tie-ins, obviously. Yep.
0: So do you feel the same way then about, say, like the Daredevil series, which was produced by Netflix at the time, but now obviously we've got him tying into the MCU as well. Does that- it, like, is that, con- is that considered canon in your head? What happened in that Yeah, series? okay, hypocrite alert coming in. But, I mean, I love the <laughs> <Yeah. visible> TV <laughs> series, so of
1: course I okay. consider it part so, of the MCU.
0: But the, so the here's, idea, where, here's where we get to it. For you, yeah. it's things that are good. You consider part of the MCU. Absolutely!
1: That's exactly <laughs> it.
0: That's, I'm sure I'll die on the cell, I don't
1: care. Hypocrite alert, fine, whatever. But the... As a result of, like, the most recent Spider-Man film, which, okay, is a joint production between Sony and Marvel, but at the same time, Kevin Feige's running that. Marvel makes that film. Yeah, yeah. Sony distributes it. Yeah. We've seen the tie-in. We've now seen, like, the, you know, um, Charlie Cox replay... replay the role of Daredevil in that film, so yeah. it's it's making it all canon. We've seen announcement that's all canon. Spoiler alert for <laughs> Hawkeye TV series, but there's another one that pops up in that TV series. So that for me makes it canon.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Well, oh, let's, talk let out, movie, yeah. let's, let's talk about this movie then. Let's talk about this movie then, and how and how fucking atrocious it is. <laughs> but you you didn't think so. You liked this movie. No. Is that right? No.
1: No. 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 That's incredibly wrong. No. <laughs> my my problem is, and I tweeted about this today because I've been sitting on this for three four days now <laughs> is that the internet yes you love hyperbole i i have a hyperbole sandwich on my podcast i'm full of it as well listen to me like talking absolute nonsense sure but the the hyperbole that the internet has dropped about this being the worst superhero film ever i feel is just completely unfounded for the i'd say for the first half an hour 40 minutes roughly because I know because I put a stopwatch on I was like I wonder when I'm going to walk out of this film I put a stopwatch on (laughs) for the first half an hour 40 minutes I had the same thought that I had when I watched um, Fantastic Four from 2015 where I was like I went into it thinking I'm literally going to walk in there and it's going to be like Jared Leader go poo poo doo doo or something for (laughs) for, for like 2 hours and I'm going to walk out going what the hell but like for the first 40 minutes there was actually some decency there i mean yes there was a lot of bad things in this film and do i like yeah. this film Spoiler alert for my school later on. No. But is this the worst film? Is this the worst superhero film? Hell no. Go watch Catwoman. Go watch (laughs) Electra. Go watch Superman (laughs) 4. Go watch the first Ghost Rider. There are so many other bad superhero films out there that this isn't even when. Oh yeah, go watch
0: Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or something. (laughs) I like Guardians
1: of the Galaxy (laughs) 2.
0: 4-2.
1: For the Dark World. You can put that on
0: there. I'd be like, yeah, okay,
1: I can see that. I it's probably my least favorite MCU film. Probably on par with this, probably just just as bad, basically. Yeah,
0: I, I I definitely get where you're coming from. I think that hyperbole has become a massive problem, especially like as as a Twitter user. Oh, yeah. Film Twitter is is a complete mess. Like, just don't don't go looking at it. Like, <laughs> especially if you like a film, there's bound to be a million people who don't and will tell you you're an idiot for liking it. Like, just it's it's bad. But and I do think that there is a bias against Sony as well, that has existed since the Emoji movie, virtually. (laughs) And, uh, you know, like, even think about it, Spider-Verse, people loved that movie. Yes. But people forget that that is a Sony film. People do everything they can to ignore Sony's name on that movie because I do think that there's a bit of a bias against Sony distribution. And I think people were expecting this movie to be bad. And you know what, though? this movie is bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, me and you were both apologists for the first Venom film. Like I enjoyed, it. I actually like both the Venoms. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, see, I I appreciated the first one. I thought, yeah, it's, you know, it's a bit tonally all over the place, but it's still kind of enjoyable. The second one, I was just, I, I was like, this is an hour and a half long and I'm still, I, I it was too predictable. I found the second one. Like, I didn't mind yeah, it, but yeah. it was just very predictable. This as well, very predictable. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So are you, I'm assuming that I know the answer to this, because most people would have the same answer to this. Are, are you a fan of Jared Leto? Hell no. Nah,
1: not as no. a person or an actor. You know, the no. the stuff that he did on the Suicide Squad, you know, or the, you know, sending used condoms to people or like dead rats. Yeah. Or I, I can't remember exactly what it was. You know, it's like, oh, is a method acting? Is him getting a character? It's like, no one needs to do that. You know, no. there's no other job in the world where you need to, okay, maybe there are, but there are no other jobs in the world <laughs> where you need to do that. We're well, no common jobs. And <laughs> and basically, yeah, I'll just, I just, I can't dig him in that. As an actor, he's always been like, oh, there he is. You know, like he's occasionally notable, but at the same time, he's never, yeah. you know, like Dallas Buyers Club, I think is the one that everyone goes on about, about his best performance. I mean, uh, Room for a Dream rocks in that, you know, little roles in American Psycho and... Fight Club are like pretty good, but at the same time, like I've never, I've never dug the weirdness. For me, though, this is I'm going to go against all that. He wasn't the problem in this film.
0: I agree. Actually, I was going to get to that. I think that as much as I dislike him, and I find him incredibly unlikable you know like there are some actors who even though i don't think they're good actors i think they have an incredible amount of charm to carry a film like i would put ryan reynolds in that category i think that he's just inherently fun to watch jared leto is almost the opposite for me where he he just makes me want to look away from the screen for some reason but i actually think that his casting in this role was pretty good because morbius is kind of that like he's not He's not really a superhero for most of the film. Like, he is pretty questionable and you're not really supposed to be liking what he's doing. But I guess to an extent, that's one of the first problems I have is that I just didn't care about anyone in this film. I didn't care what anyone was doing. But I I agree with you. I didn't think that he was inherently a problem.
1: No, yeah, he... for, For the large part of that first part of the film, like, okay, first of all, no, there's an opening scene where he's in the South American jungle and he basically... Has no care or regard to the helicopter pilot and his friend, and then just unleashes yeah. this horde of vampiric bats, which he's trying to catch, <laughs> yeah. and like they disappear. And I'm like, okay, they've gone full like Tony Stark of like, yes, I am the centre of the universe. I don't care about anyone else. I was like, okay, that's just going to be his attitude. And then like throughout the rest of the film, he's like, oh, I need to save this person. Oh, I need to do. Yeah, I I'm like, yeah. what is what is this? How tonally all over the place are you? Like. You know, because we had that, and then it led into his transformation, then he murders all those dudes, and I was like, whoa, this is, like, we're going to get a horror film, man. This is going to be, like, Frankenstein and his monster. It's going to be, like, one guy battling against his inner urge. It's going to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And so I was, like, as he starts degenerating, and like, oh my God, I'm not that sort of person. I was like, wow, this is leading into something, and then it just went off the rails.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that, to me, that's the biggest problem. This film just doesn't this film doesn't know or make any attempt to know who Michael Morbius is. No. Like, he he's whoever the scene needs him to be at that moment, uh, which is a real problem when it's Jared Leto, because when he is meant to be charming or likable, he's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that this movie just does not give a crap about who who its characters are supposed to be. It's the same with his friend, played by Matt Smith. He has no personality at all other than... Like, honestly, he goes from being like a cartoon cripple to being a cartoon villain. I <laughs> like he's yeah, got no real personality.
1: i I couldn't I couldn't understand how Matt Smith is going to have a career after this. I'll put it that way. Like, I know he's yeah. done good things in the past. Some people rave about him as a doctor Who. Um, but after having seen him in last night in Soho and then this, I'm like, where is your career trajectory after this? Like he Yeah. He had nothing to work with. I'll give him that. Like you're right. Like he's yeah, he's a poor cripple boy who takes a kicking from a whole bunch of fugs, and then that's supposed to bury some sort of deep rooted evilness in him. But at the same time, mm. like he's always been this careful, caring friend who you know, like who basically just transformed in the middle of the scene, and that sort of leads yeah. me into something else I have a problem with is that the screenwriters the directors i don 't know who these people are, but they don 't know how to write a scene, and that 's the biggest no, problem oh, I right. have is that they don 't know how to start and finish a the scene they don't know how to transition between people 's emotions yes it 's mostly a leto character study, and like you 're right, you don't really get invested in them, but at the same time, you kind of understand them whereas like especially for the um, Smith's character and then the two FBI agents played by Tori Skibson, I can't remember oh, the other yeah. guy like the, you know like the, these are people who are investigating a crime cool enter the room hey how you going cool hey this doesn't make any sense oh okay yeah I don't know why I did that cool Oh, you don't know why you did that okay right well we're gonna go now and it's like yeah, this doesn't make sense this is like the room Yeah. you know somebody enters yeah. the room <laughs> talks to somebody and then leaves <laughs> for no reason hey how you going yeah, good he's... what are you up to nothing much oh I'm gonna go home now bye it's <laughs> Yeah.
0: Could have been an email. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it was written that way or if it's really bad editing. I would assume that there was a deep edit given to this film, given how much it got kind of postponed and everything. And and you were saying that originally Keaton's character was meant to be more involved. I, I don't know enough about this film to know if any of that was shot. Do you? Uh,
1: Yeah. All of it was shot. So it yeah, was right. originally meant to come out in January and it was going to pretty much ride the coattails of Nowhere Home. And yeah. there there is a, a lot of stipulations and it's out there on the internet. It's quite bizarre if people want to look it up. It's it's out there. But Marvel has stipulations with Spider-Man as a character that Sony has to basically stick to. So, for instance, he has to be heterosexual. He has to, you know, he's yeah, not allowed right. to be seen doing drugs unless he's wearing the black symbiote suit. There's all all these like yeah. weird rules and stuff. And there's a part of me that looked that thinks, Maybe feels like Kevin Feige saw the final cut of this film and went, no, 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 guys, take this out, take that out. We don't want to
0: associate it. We uh,
1: really, this is not the type of brand, this isn't the type of film we want to be associated with. Because that, again, is the the biggest problem that I had with this. Venom suffers from it as well. There's quite a few other films. Is that they, they start introducing all these elements. Like, as I said, that first, the opening scene where he's on the boat and he starts, like, draining the blood of all these people and like just coming out of nowhere and stuff like that i was like this is some of the best horror film i've ever seen yeah y- yeah you know i'm genuinely invested in it and then after that it's like they try to introduce light-hearted humor here and there you know the the, yeah. the clearly the the fbi agents are supposed to be that they're supposed to be the comic relief you know the r2d2 and c3po that pop up and, <laughs> and <laughs> you're just like no get it get it out of the film you know so so that's what i reckon basically happened is that Feige took one look at this and went, nah, this is, you know, like I see what you guys have done. You try to make it comedic like the MCU, but it just doesn't fit, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah you're right. Venom is exactly the same. Venom, it, it starts and you do, you expect it to go that kind of hard R almost, you know, like like Spawn. Yeah. And then it just, it, it doesn't, it's very, very soft. And the exact same thing happens here where it just gets softer as it goes. And yeah, I don't know how much was cut in the edit But this movie feels super disjointed. Like, he's not even just from scene to scene, but within scenes, things happen, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, you're right. Like, when Matt Smith's character turns evil, it is such a hard right turn, and he turns so evil so quick. Like, there's no kind of middle point there. He just goes from being like this poor crippled guy to murdering motherfuckers with reckless abandon. Like, when you find out that he's the one who killed the nurse. And unlike Morbius, who feels bad and didn't know what he was doing his first time, Matt Smith is like, yeah, I did it. It was me.
1: <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> and he's so stoked about it. It's just it's yeah. so bizarre. Did, when, you, when you saw her die, was there any hint of doubt in your mind that it was somebody else?
0: Uh, I Honestly, I cared so little that I didn't. I, I, I figured that it was Morbius who did it. I just... Yeah, I didn't even think that it could have been anybody else.
1: Yeah, no, I was was convinced. I was like, that's clearly not going to be Morbius. They're painting him up to be too much of a good guy. And then I was like, okay, so it was – it was just so telegraphed, like that previous scene where they've like, hey, how are you going? Oh, good. Oh, I've got this curse. Oh, why didn't – tell me more about it. No, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm just going to hint at it so that you get all confused <laughs> and you'll want to take the yeah. take the south. I was like, okay. And then when it had a shot of the serums on the table and he looked at them, I was like, oh, he's clearly going to take them and he's clearly going to turn yeah. into another version of this and we're going to have – one of the biggest criticisms that was always leveled at the MCU – that is, like, pretty fair, to be honest. It's like, you've just got two characters that are exactly the same as each other. You know, like, yeah. Red Skull and Captain America are both super soldiers. Iron Man and Iron Munger are both, you know, guys in mech suits. You know, it's it's pretty fair Doctor Strange and, oh, I'm not even going to get into that, but, like, there's... <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's, like... Well, Doctor Strange, Cassilius, uh, Wizards—you know—it's just like it's the same thing over and over again. That when I was like, "Oh God, we're going to have another bat creature, and it, he's going to fight the bat creature, and they're going to have different powers, and the bat creature is yeah. going to best him at one point. He's going to run away, and there's probably going to be a train that separates him. because there's always a train that separates these characters. And there's a train. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is so predictable. It's so predictable. <laughs> Honestly, listeners, next time you see anything that's anywhere near a train." In the middle part of a superhero film, they're gonna get split up. It's gonna be a device that splits them up. Go watch Captain Marvel,
0: yeah. True Logan. It
1: happens every time.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's a
1: good point. Yep. <laughs> it's always the great splitter opera. It's always the great. Okay, we've had our two leads have their you know second act confrontation. We need them to be split up. How do we do that? Well, if a train shows up. I literally just watched Spider-Man far from home and they've got a train (laughs) scene where Spider-Man gets smoked by a train because Mysterio walks him into it. I'm like, oh my gosh, is every single one of them?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about what I thought was truly the worst aspect of the film? And I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on this because I, I heard somebody the other day talking about this movie and they disagreed with me. The visual effects in this movie are such hot garbage that it Pulls me out of every single scene because they look atrocious and it's not just the actual production, but the design of those vampires like Buffy looked better in 97 than these vampires look. They are f- fucking atrocious did you feel the same way or or are you on the side of the fence that actually liked the look of this film
1: oh i wouldn't say i like the look of it but for the first part of the film i was like okay you know but it was subtly hinted at and you know it was in shadows and it's obviously you're the visual effects specialist here i mean surely it must be easier to do things in shadows than it is to You know, full light of day visually affects something.
0: Uh, It's actually not. It's much easier to work with well-lit footage. It's much easier to hide poorly lit footage. Yeah. So, it's kind of like they were setting themselves up for failure by having everything so dark, honestly. Because when it's so dark, you can't you can't track the camera properly oh, okay. which is a really important step because that's what helps everything actually not look like it's floating that's what helps things stick to for example the actors the backgrounds stuff like that so that's a really really important part that's very hard when it's shot in darkness which who know maybe this film wasn't there's a good chance that this was day for night and it was sure. maybe that part was actually well done and i just couldn't tell maybe <laughs> but for me just the the design of the vampires was what was really bad and I cannot tell you how much I hated the, the weird streakiness. Like, every time they were jumping or flying, there's this weird, gross... And it's, it's funny, I don't, I don't understand what it's meant to be. Is it meant to be smoke? Is it meant to be liquid? Because it looks and acts like liquid, but then it disappears instantly. I just didn't understand what that choice was. Because, to me, it's just there to hide bad effects. Because, again, all you can see is this weird, streaky stuff moving in darkness.
1: It's it's funny because when you fight a vampire in the Witcher Three video game, they do the same thing. And so right. th- there was there was a couple of parts in this in which I I went and watched this by myself and I blurted stuff out. I blurted stuff out. So <laughs> so, so when that was happening, I was like, oh Witcher Three. It was like, you know, you sort of get this weird, you know, like haze of where they were, and I was like, okay, they're using that to show you know how quickly they're moving. You know, is it like Looney Tunes level where the person runs so yeah. fast that their image is still there? You know, and then it fades yeah. away. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe that's what they're going for. And it's funny. The other one, uh, just while I remember, was the was we were talking about the the finals. You know, like talking about how horrible the CGI was. That final scene yeah. in the dark where it just became this big blurry mess of stuff going on. Yeah. And I was like, I've got, I'm not, I can't follow this. I can't follow. No. I, I blurted it out. Wonder Woman. You know, because the final <laughs> act of Wonder yeah. Woman is exactly the same. It's this yeah. big, blurry mess at an airfield, whereas this is, like, under the streets, and I'm like, I I don't care. I don't know what's going yeah. on. I don't know who's winning. You know, like, we get random cut shots of Leto, and he's, like, looking all hunched up, so maybe he's losing. And then I was like, oh, this is just, No.
0: Yeah, because everything is so dark and so blurred and just so poorly shot, edited, constructed Hmm. that, yeah, I was the same. I couldn't follow a thing. And I had the same thought with the the weird kind of streakiness. I was like, okay, it's a pretty common uh, comic book technique to show movement. But that's because you don't actually have movement in a comic book, so you need some way to portray it. You can see how fast these guys are running and jumping. We don't need weird liquidy streaks coming off them. Like it, it just looked lazy and and just really bad.
1: It, it did. It did. It was yeah. It didn't add anything oh i don't know it must have been somebody's artistic choice you know that's all it can say is somebody yeah. thought this looks cool they paid the dude to do it and they're like oh screw it just leave it in you know yeah yeah can we talk about his uh echolation how he turns his ears into butthole uh, wasn't that
0: pretty cool yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was bizarre like i i get the premise of it that you kind of they're transforming into bat ears that's uh Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they do look a lot like buttholes though. They, they got them little wrinkles. It looks like a balloon knot. Absolutely.
1: That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> that was a choice. That was a choice. The other the other very brave choice I, I think they made was having Matt Smith dance in a Spider-Man related film after he's oh gone full emo. I was like, no. Does Spider-Man yes. 3 not teach any of you guys anything? <laughs> The internet is going to make a mockery of this for years.
0: That was absolutely terrible. Having him just like shirtless dancing and like, it's just, it's such a bizarre moment. It (laughs) just really took me out of it. It
1: was horrible, it was horrible, I'm sure Toby Maguire, no he's probably never going to watch one of these films, but I'm sure if he did see that he'd be like, yes, I've been superseded, I love it
0: Should we talk about the, the I guess you'd call her a love interest, played by Adria Jonah in the film?
1: Yep, Martine, yeah she was um, alright, <laughs> you know she yeah, was doing the uh, best yeah, she could I, with what she had, I'll put it that way
0: he, Definitely. I don't think I've ever seen her before, but yeah, she was the highlight of the film for me. She was the only character that nearly made me care about her. I still didn't, and it has nothing to do with the way her character's written, I guess. I think I just liked her style, but um, yeah, I didn't get the chemistry between them, that's for oh, sure. God, no, it was not at all. <laughs> no. I was, I was almost going
1: to give the film like a little bit of credit, and when- they were like just portrayed as friends. I was like, oh, well done, film. You, you you know the audience. You know all these teenage boys are going to come and watch this film and you haven't portrayed her as some, you know, like femme fatale sex guy. Go- oh, no, they're hooking up. You know? yeah, I was like, course, oh, come on. God <laughs> yeah. damn it. I was like, you know, show guys and
0: girls can be friends.
1: It is possible.
0: It is possible. No, no, we can't do that. No, mate, I've, I've seen When Harry Met Sally. That ain't possible. <laughs> For <laughs> sad weirdo dudes, yes, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and then and then to follow on as well with
1: her death, where she was like, Yep, yeah, just suck the blood out of me, I don't care. But then bit him on the lip, I was like, okay. She's yeah. clearly gonna turn into something. You know, she's gonna become another one of these monsters, she's gonna have the regenerative powers that he's got. You know.
0: I was like Yeah, it turned into a really strangely sexual moment for zero reason. Um but I that really threw me for a loop, because I now don't understand the magic of this creature that is Morbius, because- Why would you? I mean, sh- sure, like a real vampire, I I mean, again, it's fictional, I'm not going to say I understand the science of it, but I understand the folk science of, you know, turning a, someone into another vampire. But this I didn't get, because, uh, like, surely that doesn't work, Right like does that mean that now she can turn more people like are they literally just regular old vampires now like are they are they immortal for example no no
1: so i think what they hinted at was she bites him on the lip and draws blood and then she kind of uses that as like a well you know here's some blood and then that sort of like sets him off sort of thing but the idea i had was that she's bit him and got his mutated blood into her system now so similar to she hulk Gets a blood transfusion from her cousin, the Hulk, and then that gives her Hulk powers. You know, I feel like she's bitten this guy and has absorbed his yeah. blood, and then that's mixed with her blood and replicated. And so, I think she's going to be a toned down version of him, maybe.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, that's I don't know. There's a lot of flaws in the science there. What if he gets bitten by a mosquito? Is uh, <laughs> do we do we end up with like a bat mosquito? Maybe.
1: Maybe, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just sick. think she's going to be toned down. Like he's full goth and she's emo, so I think that's pretty much what. Yeah, we're right. Getting, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, all right. Should we get to that? We really hinted at it before, but should we get to the post-credit oh, scenes? Oh God, of, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every everybody knew there were going to be post-credit scenes. Yeah. And yet still, as soon as the credits roll, I think half our cinema walked out. (laughs) Did you have the same experience? I'm going to
1: ask this question on Twitter because I'm quite curious. Do do people in Australia walk out, like do people around the rest of the world, if you're listening, please just find me, find my podcast and let me know. Do people walk out of cinemas fairly regularly or commonly in the part of the world you live in? New Zealand happens all the time. What you mean during the movie? Yeah, during the movie. We had half oh, the audience shit. leave during this film. Oh, wow. When I went to saw no, New Mutants, it was um, last year or the year, whenever New Mutants came out, it got delayed 17 million times. There was four people in the cinema when I walked in and then one at one point, we're all si- we're all different, no one, no one was sitting together, but at one point somebody stood up and said, oh, fuck this shit, and then
0: three people uh-huh. followed him out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this was kind of like what happened to this. I was sitting there and this kid was leaving and then somebody out, are you leaving? And he goes yeah, and it was like the guy suddenly realised I didn't realise that was an option, so he got up with his missus and walked <laughs> <can> out, <laughs> and so I was in there, there would have been like 15-20 people I reckon by the end there, there was 5 of us By the time the credits hit, there was five of us left in the cinema.
0: No, I I have seen that very rarely. Like, I see a lot of movies. I've only ever walked out of one. And I've seen a lot of bad movies. And Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is the only movie I ever walked Uh -uh. out of. And I I reckon I've only seen people walk out maybe once or twice. But, wow, that's bizarre.
1: I think it's a very New Zealand thing. I think if we don't like what we're watching, we just leave. And we, we don't care. Like, we'll go to the bar and get a drink and maybe come back, or we'll just, uh, oh, I hope no one from New Zealand is listening, we'll just go into another cinema and see what that's showing. Well, That's, that's quite common. <laughs> it's happened quite a bit. Typically, New Zealanders, like, don't like confrontation. So, if, we, if we're if we some poor 17-year-old kid working on the door, we notice one guy walks out of a cinema and into another one, and he's grotesquely overweight man clutching a bag of popcorn and fucking talking about how he has to go on some podcast and talk about the shitty film. I, I wouldn't stop me. I wouldn't fucking want to talk to me.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, onto the post-credit scenes, which we did not walk out for. Yeah, no,
1: we didn't. I, I endured. Uh,
0: so I didn't, I didn't know until you told me earlier that Michael Keaton was meant to be in more of this movie. Does that imply then that these scenes were supposed to be part of the movie proper and got pushed to post-credit scenes after the editing process?
1: I, I don't know. The way the trailer sort of portrayed it was that the two of them met while they were in jail. And so right. And so they'd started that relationship and then they sort of knew who they were. And then what I feel happened is the new Spider Man came out, all the multi universes got created. They were like, oh, hey, man, we've got our perfect opportunity here. Rather than have Michael Keaton playing the vulture in two different universes, like they could, like they very easily could. Yeah. Um, you know, J.K. Simmons has played, uh, you know, J. Yeah, J. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson in three yeah. different universes. So, you know, why not have him? Just, you know, just reprise the role. Just, oh, yeah, and the same sort of thing. I think they went, oh, no, let's, like, like transplant them from one universe to another. And, like, and that sort of makes yeah. sense as well for Venom Let There Be Carnage because, basically, he was like, oh, let's just go to that universe. Oh, we're there. You know? It, it, at the yeah. end of Spider-Man No Way Home, it was like, oh, wow, look, you know, I'm in a different universe. Now I'm going back. You know, it was, like, the most bizarre cameos ever. So I feel like they just reshot those scenes because that final cameo scene – Painfully obvious that Michael Keaton and Jared Leto yeah. were not on the same oh, yeah. stage at the same time. Yeah,
0: the scenes don't make any sense to me. Firstly, like I mean, if, for starters, it's bizarre that there are two of them when they effectively kind of just tread the same ground. So, th- so the first scene has Michael Keaton appearing in the prison, and then the second scene has him meeting Morbius. And I'm like, well, this is this is just we don't we don't need two of these. I don't need two post credit scenes featuring the same guy, like that that could be combined. Uh but I just don't understand the move. Like to me it so intrinsically ties this movie with the MCU. That if if you're saying that this isn't an MCU movie, if you think that Feige doesn't want this to be an MCU movie, I don't know why why is he approving that to happen? Like this character it just, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: So so Sony owns all the Spider-Man characters.
0: So they can do whatever they want. Yeah.
1: Them, right? So the Vulture is a Spider-Man character who popped up in a joint collaboration well, yeah, between but, Spider-Man. yeah, but the
0: portrayal by Michael Keaton yeah. is tied with the MCU. Like, Feige would have some kind of control over that, right? I wouldn't say so. Like, Sony can't. No.
1: Really? No, it's like Sony owns all the Spider-Man characters. They can do whatever they want with them and you know except for make Spider-Man uh, game. Or- there would be there would
0: there would be limits, mate. Like they Sony can't turn around and now cast Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Like there's going to be limits. Oh,
1: they can because they technically own him. Like they they were very close about two years ago. Marvel and Sony were very close to going. No, nah, that's it. No more Spider Man. Yeah, and any of the Marvel yeah. films. So they technically could have kept going on making Spider Man films, and they said that. Sony came out and said we're going to keep making Tom Holland films until we die. And Tom Holland has yeah, right. basically announced that he's making three more Spider Man films. So he is probably going to make them until he yeah. dies. Like you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well I mean if if Sony stop what is I forget what the contract is. Like they have to make one every is it two years, three years or something before like they lose the rights back to Mark. No, nah,
1: I feel like it's longer than that. I feel like it's four to five years. Right. I, I feel like they have to yeah, or even make one related to it. So I think Venom counts. I think uh Morbius counts. Again, this is this is the most bizarre part about this is the characters that they're rolling out. So we're gonna get Craven the Hunter. Not a lot of people would know yeah. who he is. A um, few people know Black Cat, who's basically Catwoman ripoff in the Marvel, Marvel comic books, but she's you know intrinsically related to Spider-Man. But most bizarre one out of all of them, Madam Web. Who the hell yeah. knows who Madam Webb is? That is just yeah. insane. Dakota Johnson of 50 Shades of Grey
0: fame is going to play yeah. Madam Web. So we're- I, I'm actually looking forward to that. I really enjoyed her in Suspiria, and I could see her kind of actually really eating up that kind of role quite nicely, especially with the kind of films these are. (laughs) Tell tell everyone about Madame Weber, Billy. Tell everyone about Madame Weber the character. Exactly. It's too hard. (laughs) Go on. But that said, I mean, tell everybody about fucking Rocket Raccoon. Like, I mean, I think there's lots of characters that people are like, "Well, really? Because aren't Marvel doing Squirrel Girl as nah, well?
1: No, no, no. So that's been... Oh, did they scrap it uh, It's been hinted at. Uh, she's a mutant, so she was part of the X-Men universe, which is part of, like, Fox. And I Fox, think they're yeah. very slowly introducing the Marvel... You're like you're very slowly introducing into Marvel the X Men character, so I doubt we'll get Squirrel Girl for like another ten years. But I tell you what, go out and buy yeah, a Squirrel right. Girl comics now. <laughs> buy a debut; it's probably going to be worth you know it's a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks American at the moment. It's probably going to be worth fifteen hundred in probably ten years.
0: <laughs> I mean, because these movies are obviously leading, I guess, to some kind of form of the Sinister Six. Oh, you know, this, some yeah.
1: That's exactly what like, that post-credit scene was. And again, it makes no yes. sense. Morbius is trying to be this good guy and then yes. And then oh. uh, Adrian Toomes, okay, the Vulture, shows up in his universe. Th- th- no one knows who he is. They let him out of prison because no. they don't know who they are, who he is. We're like, we don't know who you are, let him out of prison. He immediately has his entire outfit Even though he made that using Stark technology that he'd pillaged, that he'd vultured, that he'd (laughs) vultured from Stark in one of the Spider-Man films. He suddenly has all that. And then he knows how to contact Morbius. He knows where to show up. Hey, we should get together. Oh, I quite like the idea of that. Like two different people (laughs) having completely different conversations, not matching each other's tone, not having any sort of like interaction with each other.
0: Yeah. So bizarre. And also... As far as we know, Spider-Man doesn't exist in this universe with Morbius. Exactly. So, w- And Morbius doesn't seem to have beef with him, even if he does. So why is Morbius going, yeah, I'll team up with you. Let's take down this spider fellow who I don't know who the fuck that is.
1: Yeah, it's all related <laughs> to Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. It's it's
0: bizarre. It's so it just bizarre. makes zero sense
1: at all. <laughs> it's so bizarre. There was I, I'll say this, and this is the same tweet that josh trank released just before fantastic four came out six weeks later after he had no <laughs> say in the editing process but there was a good film here there was a good film here i feel like there was enough uh, like of a character study that could have been made into a good film and then we just got this we just got too many stuff things jammed in there and they didn't have any right yeah. to
0: be there to start with yeah it's re- it's really hard for me to say because uh, what we got i think is really really bad. Like I agree with you that I think there's been some hyperbole. This isn't the worst superhero film ever made. It's not it's not the worst film ever made. It is a very 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 bad film though. I I don't think there is anything redeemable about this film other than the fact that it's so short. <laughs> yeah. If this film was any longer in its current state, I would I might have walked out. <laughs> and, and as discussed, I'm not really a walker outer, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just think this movie is so, so bad. I'm giving it a 2 out of 10.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would go as far as a 4 if I was drunk. Probably 3 is probably what I'm going to settle, though. It's it's fluctuating between a 3 and a 4. It's like, they're. I feel like I'm going to rewatch it. And who knows? Like, when Blade Runner came out, everyone said that was the worst film that ever was made. And then 10 years later, everyone was like, this is the greatest film that was ever you know, the greatest sci-fi that's ever been made. So who knows? Maybe in five, ten years we're all going to look back on this and go, we were so wrong. That was a really good film. Yeah. I doubt
0: it. (laughs) Could happen. I mean, people hated The Shining when it came
1: out. Yeah, history is littered with examples of this. Uh, Citizen Kane was another one everyone hated, but, you know.
0: I I love that we're sitting here comparing Morbius to The Shining and Citizen Kane and Blade Runner. I can't wait. Well, well, this kind of ties in. This kind of ties into a
1: very recent (laughs) April Fool's where somebody tweeted out, uh, uh, a fake Martin Scorsese quote where it was just like, because Martin Scorsese famously hates the MCU, thinks it's like roller yeah. coasters, it's, it's not cinema. Somebody created an April Fool's of Martin Scorsese saying, this is the highest tent pole of cinema, this is one of the best films that could ever be made, <laughs> and Tyrese Gibson saw that and tweeted it at the director and said, look this is the king of cinema saying you've made one of the best films ever, oh, hang oh, your man. hat on that. And
0: I was like, oh my god Tyrese, no. <laughs> no. I mean, but here's the thing: you and I both know that we'll go see Morbius too. Eve <laughs> like, uh, e- e- you you will. You know, I, it. I, don't lie to me, Sam. I, I, okay, fine. It,
1: purely because out of every film, whether it's MCU or Marvel related, I I believe I've seen all of them at the cinema, except for Electra. I know I didn't see Electra at the cinema. And I didn't see Punisher Warzone at the cinema, and I'm gutted because that's probably one of my favorite Marvel films. Of all time. I was going to
0: say, I know you're a Punisher. I love that man. film. Yeah.
1: I didn't even know it came out. It never got a release when I was living over in the UK. Either that or I was in the midst of chronic alcoholism from living in London. So <laughs> probably, Probably that one. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me to uh, chat Morbius. Shit on Morbius? <laughs> uh, good. Yeah. It, it was good, yeah. It was good fun. And, I mean, I'm really, really excited for in a couple of weeks when we talk uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent because I, I don't watch trailers, but I watched the trailer for that yeah. and it looks like a fucking gem of a film.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. I think you should get Stacey on for that episode. Stacey famously yeah. like, hates Nicolas Cage. She's going right. to she's going to get treated to go see that film. So there is potential that you could have Stacy on. Uh, if she's impossible uh, if she's unable to do it due to being pregnant and all that fun stuff, then yeah, I'm here for it. I'm also very much keen to come back for Doctor Strange 2 and the and the Multiverse of Madness.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. I I'm actually looking forward to that yep. one for sure. Yep. All right, can you tell everybody where they can find movie reviews in twenty Qs? I mean, there's probably no point; everybody knows. But go ahead, do it anyway. Have some fun. i was going to say
1: nah, just nah. Don't don't. Do you want to plug? Do you want to plug something else, mate? Um, yeah, I wrote a book. If people want to search out compliance, Sam Hurley, you'll find my book. Buy that. That'd be cool. People should. I have a copy. You do. You've got a copy. It's really really good. A lot of people really enjoyed it. I've had a lot of a lot of uh, good feedback, and um, yeah, no, nah, that'd be awesome. I'd rather that. Are you writing anything at the moment? I am. I'm writing three different books at the same time. And I tell you what, it is a hell of a lot of fun to try and remember who the characters are at <laughs> 10 feet at night when you've had a <laughs> screamy toddler all night and you're just sitting there going. And then uh, this lay hang on, wait.
0: <laughs> you know what you need to get to next is an audiobook edition of Compliance.
1: Oh, yeah, I should. I really should. Yeah, uh, I should recruit yeah. all my podcasting friends to get them all to play the different characters, the different nationalities in that
0: book. That'd be quite good. That'd be sick. That'd be, good. That'd be cool. I, I'll, I'll pop in for sure. Well, I can play the lead. <laughs> I know it's a female, but <coughs>
1: <laughs> there's no lead. You haven't read it.
0: <laughs> I have, mate. I okay, came it a Goodreads review and everything. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it counts. Yeah. I've read it, That's True. Yes. I even told I even told my wife to read it the other day actually. Oh, good work. Cuz she's got she's gone on a big reading kick and and I know that she would like it cuz it's it's up her alley for sure.
1: Oh, nice. Well, I'm glad that something of mine is up your wife's alley. That sounds great.
0: <laughs> well, since you didn't plug it, I'll do it for you. You can find movie reviews in 20Qs anywhere you can find podcasts by searching for movie reviews in 20Qs, or you can chat to them on Twitter at movie reviews in how'd I do yeah you did
1: yeah that's it or <laughs> yeah. Facebook and Instagram reviews and in Twitter come along at
0: mritqs at gmail.com
1: yes that's the one yep. well on there you go <laughs> uh,
0: in the meantime if you want to get in touch with me you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or weWatchToThing at gmail.com you can find me on Facebook Instagram and Twitter all under the handle at WeWatchToThing. if you want to help support the show you can do that at patreon.com forward slash thing, and I'll catch you next week
1: go watch a movie but not morbius